Welcome to the Midlife Midsters podcast, your podcast for inspiration on being bold and saying yes to making the most of midlife. We're so glad you've joined us for this episode on the changing relationship with your adult children. I'm Carmen. I'm Marla. I'm Leslie Ann. And I'm Marianne. And thank you for joining us today. Um, So we talked about this on our last episode. I am merging into uh, my last child's about to go to college. So my friends here have had children out of high school for at least six years, maybe a little bit longer. So y'all are a little bit ahead of the curve for me with this. And I have some experience with this because I have an older daughter who's 21. Um, But I'm really curious about what the next few years look like and what are the sort of phases you have seen your children go through as they transition into adulthood? And who's got the oldest kid? So y'all got some almost 30-year-olds, right? Marla and I are probably we're, the top. 29-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm curious, like, because there's college, there's after college, like, what what have y'all seen in I terms of the transition? It was so natural when my children went to college in the fact that the relationship just naturally changes because you no longer are parenting day to day. Oh, amen. They're calling for advice. They're calling for some mentorship. So it evolves pretty quickly because you're no longer present. They're no longer in your home. Um, And it's good. Now you get in your car every once in a while, run up wherever they are. They do need you still, but they try to, they try to do it on their own. What about y'all? What have you seen the shifts, the phases as they, as they leave the house? So for me, I think it's a little bit different um, and has to do with my relationships with each of my two children. So um, I wouldn't say that the connection, the day-to-day changed that much based on whether they were living under my roof or outside of the house. My, um, My focus and my internal thought process about them was different when they were living in the same place versus living somewhere else. Um, so my um, my worry, my maternal anxiety um, was different um, if they were at home and different for a son and different for a daughter. Um, so I don't know to your point, Carmen, about phases that I have seen a different phase versus going to college, but I've definitely seen my relationship change based on um, circumstances um, and general changes in life and relationships. So not so much age, right? Oh, really? As much as different experiences. Um, and their needs. And mine. Yeah. True. I think that's absolutely so wise, Marla. And I totally agree. I think I have changed more than my kids have. Really? Yeah. And and some of it was when they were in college. So I I have a son and a daughter. Um, My son actually lives in California. My daughter lives in D.C. But when they were in college, there was that anxiety all the time. Like I was always wondering on Saturday night, where are they? What are they doing? You know, are they safe? Um, But now I'm like, I, I don't I just can't do that. They're adults. They have to live their life. I cannot worry about them anymore. And I had to actually give that up. It's a piece of the relationship to worry about them and to be maternal in that way. 
but I had to just stop because I can't do that anymore. Um, I, I actually think it's been good for all of us. I, I have tried also to, I mentor them sometimes, but I actually try to let them mentor me a little bit. And I think that that's particularly true of my daughter um, being female of a different generation. She has such a different perspective on things than I do. And sometimes when we're talking about anything from, you know, a social issue to politics to something that's happening in her life, I have to really stop and take into account that her experiences and her view of the world are different than mine because she was raised by me and I was raised by someone else. <laughs> um, and that's, I, I feel for me that as my children have gotten older, I have grown. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think letting go of that day-to-day parenting oh it's sure that they they're where they need to be and all of that once that they are out of the house and they are in college it gives so much room to be able and lowers your anxiety to be able to be rich in who they are and really be able to explore that more and I also learn so much from my children uh, which is interesting. I had a conversation with one of my sons today because I was kind of prepping a little bit about our conversation here at the podcast today and how he viewed me. And yes, he's learned a lot from me, but really friendship is where he landed. And I think that our day-to-day parenting, our nurturing, the way we've raised our kids, we want them to look at us as their friends, as a safe spot that they could fall. I'm sure there's a lot of things I did wrong, but I loved hearing that today. Yeah, I'm having it interesting. The um, I cannot wait to be done with the day-to-day mothering. I'm really just tired of it. And it's not because I don't love my kids. It's just, it's a ton of work and it's time consuming and it's exhausting. And with my daughter, it, I've found it to be just, delightful it's like she's off and she's doing her thing and we get together and we have a good time she just turned 21 we had a glass of wine together I was like this is great it's not perfect we've got our ups and downs I think one of the added complexities for me has been that um through a series of events we'd add we've added my niece and my nephew into our immediate family and I haven't been the mother and I'm not their mother but I am a parental figure And I have not been that for a 27-year-old and an almost 23-year-old before. So sometimes some of the things that they're facing are like they're new to me and I didn't rear them. And so it's a little hard to figure out exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. That sounds challenging. Oh, it's challenging. And I love them, but it's it's challenging because it's like it's sort of a mother role, but it's kind of not a mother role. And that's what they need. So. Um. I want to go back to um, Leslie Ann, what you said about um, letting your children mentor you. Um, and I think, you know, part of perhaps the phase or the change is when you begin to see um, what you've instilled in your children as part of your parenting and allow that not to come back directly to you, but to see how you have helped them to be the adults that they are and to take, you know, I I feel like I'm wise now because I've had so many years of life experience. But to your point, our children have been raised in a different world. And by us 
that they have wisdom that I did not have mm -hmm. when I was their age. And I continue to be astounded and and just so full of joy to see that type of wisdom coming from um, my children and also um, having that guide me, you know, to your point. My daughter was giving me dating advice and <laughs> suggesting how I might actually want to phrase something. I kind of said, oh, yeah, good point there. <laughs> well, and they help hmm. us grow. Like I oh, have yeah. felt growth from them, which is so delightful and so wonderful that, you know, as an adult, I can actually learn from my children, look through their lens, which is very different than my lens, and actually value their opinions. Um, not that I didn't when they were younger, but they, they are wise. And I think one thing that I, I'm very, uh, I'll say it, I'm proud of, because I think it's something that I did well. Um, I did look ahead. So when my kids were younger, I did spend some time thinking about the fact that they were one day going to be adults and that there would be a different relationship. And I, I wanted to put things in play that we could fall back on when that moment came. So for example, my son plays golf. I made sure that he learned to play golf. Both my kids played, like, learned, sorry. Both my children learned to play golf, but my son really took to it. And my strategy, and it was a deliberate strategy, was to have something that we could do together when he got older. And I jokingly tell my friends, I love golf. I never play golf. I never play golf here because I never have time. But every time I visit my son in California, I bring my golf clubs and we play golf. We will play day golf. We will play night golf. We will play golf at any golf course that's available because that's something that we do together. And I'm really glad I planned that. Um, and similarly with my daughter, we have things that we like to do together that are adult type things. Um, she was a history major and she um, studied history in French and lived in France for a while. Um, she loves going to lectures. We go to these lectures in DC where you sit and have a beer or a glass of wine and listen to a lecture on history. We try to do those once every couple of months. So, you know, building into the relationship from an earlier phase, and, and I don't really think it's ever too late to do that. You can start doing it now with Gabriel going off to college. Oh, we have it. Isabel, Gabriel and I like to live together. That's there you what go. We do. And Isabel and I like to go to art museums and go drink wine together. And I something you said really resounded with me. I was very clear from the time that they were very small children that I was raising adults, not children. And I have noticed that because of that, when mine went off, like, or the older one went off, she was very comfortable and very confident. And um, she got a car this week. She's a rising senior in college and she got a car this week. And today she calls me and she goes, I called the insurance company and I got the insurance on the car. Is this okay? Is this how it should be? And I was like, oh my gosh, it's like, I don't have to micromanage this stuff anymore. And even my son who's 18, so he's a boy and he's got, you know, he's a boy. But, um, you know, he's just pretty comp. Like today he mowed the lawn without being asked because it was long. And I was like, I guess I was raising adults, not children. <laughs> and building relationships. Yeah. It, well, and that's really cool, too, because now I'm like, I don't want to I don't want to talk to you about your hair and what you're wearing. I, like, I, I have no interest in micromanaging that stuff. Right. So it's it's been but it's really fun to finally be at that spot. It's it's also, when you say about micromanaging, you also can't micromanage their feelings about things. Mm -hmm. So we're in an interesting place because my husband and I just sold our family home. And it is the only home my children have ever known. 
And, you know, we, my husband and I are very excited. We're ready for the next step. Getting rid of the house frees up a lot of time. We don't want to take care of the yard anymore. You know, we're just, we're done. But the kids feel very differently. And, you know, I it, it struck me that we need to have a family conversation so that they can voice how they feel because it isn't, they're not in the same place that we are. And that's okay. You know, they're independent people that are in a different place in their lives where they're not quite ready to let go of that house, even though my husband and I are over ready to let go. Um, oh, Leslie Ann, I just converted my daughter's bedroom into an office. You can imagine how well that went. <laughs> I was like, you don't live here anymore. You come home for like a week, a year, too bad. But she, oh, she was she was not having it. It is special though. The relationship with the young adult children, it's, it's a gift. It is wonderful. It's inspiring. Um, it's not perfect, you know, and they still need some parenting and mine pretty much own that. There are questions or advice that they'll ask from a parent standpoint more than a, more than a mentor or a friend. Um, so there's still that, as is questions that I might have from my mother or my parents as well. My parents still kind of parent. I may ask them for advice in some way, but it's a very different type of parenting than we've all been doing yeah. for the last 25 plus years. When did you see or start to finally see your children as adults? Um, yeah, so so I don't even think about finally, right? But I remember a dinner party that um, we had a couple of friends over. It might not even have been a party. It might have been one couple that we had over and... Um, my son happened to be home, so we all said, why don't you join us? And it wasn't like super close family friends, it was friends, um, and it was a very different situation because it wasn't, you know, the parents that he had grown up with for 15 years. It was an adult couple. It was an adult conversation, and suddenly everybody at the table was an equal. And I, I remember that dinner and thinking, wow, this really was so different because of the nature of the people who were there. Um, for me, um, one of the biggest changes, and, and again, it, it goes back to my relationship status and um, being divorced um, and then finding myself needing to have surgery and not having a partner who was going to be there to help take care of me during that time. So my children were the ones who took care of me. And it wasn't that I reached out and asked them specifically to. It was just what they were going to do. And my son was here already. My daughter, this was during the pandemic. So she um, came down from New York and stayed with me. And um, that was a big change as well because it was the accepting of that difference in the role, whether it was driving me home from the hospital or helping to change my bandages, um, that that was just a very different type of um, adult or equal relationship, right? So, so we weren't parent-child at all in that situation. We were two people helping each other, and that was very significant for me. It's they showed up for you. Yeah. It's yeah. funny you say that because I had an interesting experience last year. Um, my father, who has had a troubled relationship with everyone in his life, finally 
was moved into assisted living and my husband and my son went down to help me clean out his house. And I won't go into detail, but there was a, there's just a lot of stuff that was, was very evident that he was a troubled person. And later that night, um, we were at our best family friends and everybody had gone to bed and I was hanging out with my son and he's, he was 17 at the time. And he was like, you know, mom, you can lean on me. You can tell me some of this stuff. I had no idea that your growing up was so insane. And I was like, yeah, I know you didn't because you're my kid and that's not really, you know, kind of what we're supposed to talk about. And it was one of those moments where it's like he realized how much work his father and I had done to make sure that he had a really stable upbringing and how that was not the way that I was reared and that he was he was like, I can be an emotional comfort, which I don't really want to take him up on because I just don't think that's really, you know, where at 17 where he needed to be. But it was like a sign of maturity that I had never seen before. It was like not about him. It was about, you know, his mom and just being supportive. And I said, well, the thing that was the most wonderful to me was that you were there and you were like hauling beds out of the house and going to the dump and throwing things out. And I was like, that's actually what I needed from you. And I really appreciate it. So it's cool when they start to do that kind of yeah. thing. It's actually really great to have that kind of a relationship with someone because you 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 formed your children, but they also are their own people. Mm -hmm. And then when they get to a certain age, it, it's nice to be able to let them see you for who you right. are because you're mythological in their childhood, right? You, you know, I still remember, it, it's an image that sticks in my head, but my son must've been four or five years old and my husband and I were going to a, Christmas party and I was really dressed up, uh, way more dressed up than I usually get. And and as I was leaving the house, he said, mommy, you're the most beautiful ever. And I, it really stayed with me. And now I'm like, it's okay. You don't have to think I'm that beautiful anymore. I'm human. <laughs> I have bad hair days. <laughs> um, I like the fact that they see me as a real person as much as I see them as real people. It's kind of cool. Although, has that created some tension? Because we've had some moments where they're finally seeing you as real people. They they don't love it all the time. That's not very... that For us, that's been a little bit rocky from time to time. Have y'all had those moments? I can't say that we have, but I think that that's a phase that is part of the adjustment process to to them growing and to you growing. Yeah. We've actually had it pretty easy in that regard. Yeah, we've had a couple where it's like they finally realize that we're actually human beings and they don't always like it so much. <laughs> you know, back to your question of like, when did I first see my kids as adults? I, it it's, was different with both children, but with my son, it was the day he left to move to California. I have to say I was in awe. He threw everything he could fit in the back of his car and left. He didn't have a job. He was just going to go. And I would never have done that. Um, and I was just like, he he can do it. I can see that he's capable of doing this. And that was really a great feeling. Um, and then similarly, my daughter, when she graduated from high school, she moved to France for a year. And, you know, she had to kind of make her way and find her way. And we went to visit her at the end of the year. And it was happened to coincide with her birthday. And she said, um, you know, would you like to meet some of my friends? We're going to have a picnic in the park for my birthday. So my husband and I went expecting to see three or four people and there were like 20 people there. And I was like, my gosh, like she made this community uh, for herself in this place. And like, it, I was impressed. It it was a sign to me that she was an adult. Yeah. 
and navigating the world on her own. Oh my God, I had a hilarious one. In January, my daughter was studying in Argentina. And as y'all know, the exchange rate in Argentina for Americans is really good. But you get off the plane and they say that it's like 265 pesos to a dollar or whatever. But on the black market, you can get it for much better rate. And so we were near her school and her dad says, we need to change some money. And she's like, I got a guy. And <laughs> Matt was like, my husband is very, very tall. He's like six foot six. And he's like, I'll go with you. She's like, you can't come with me. She's like, it's very private. It's a place. It's in the back of a furniture store. They only let certain people in. And her dad is like flipping out. And she's like, uh-uh. And so she goes and she, we had gotten 350 to one. Isabel got 385 to one. Her father was like, I guess she knows what she's doing. <laughs> you know, similar to That's that, so when, I, when I went over to France with Lindsay, when she first moved there, um, I went and, and stayed with her for like the first week to get her situated. And we were out walking in, she was in Toulouse, and we were walking down this little side street and I was talking to her in English and I was walking sort of on the outside. She was up against where the buildings were. And she stopped and pulled me and switched places with me. And she said, no talking until we get out of the alley because it's obvious that you're a tourist. Yeah. And I was actually, that made me feel so much better about leaving her there. It's like, okay, she's got her head about her. She gets this, you know. Isabel did the same thing to us. She was like, dad, don't take that backpack. And Matt was like, look, I'm six foot six in Argentina. Everybody knows I'm a tourist. It doesn't matter whether I wear a backpack or not. So what do we think about the next phase where our kids are in relationships, committed relationships, maybe have children? How is that going to affect their relationships with us? And how do we plan for that? My children haven't had serious relationships yet. So I, I don't know what that looks like. One of my boys did for a few years. And I know I was very deliberate in spending time with that significant other and building those relationships. But I also think it's a great idea to ask our children how they view us and what role they want us to take, you know, in an early relationship and a later relationship. But I think it is important because I want to keep my kids close. And so respecting and loving the people that they love, I think will be a way to do that. I'm sure there'll be challenges, but for the most part, I think I'm going to... I agree with that because my mother-in-law and I ended up in a great place. She died after we'd been married about mm, almost 20 years, 18 years or so. We ended up in a great place, but she was really bad at that at the beginning. And it definitely damaged her relationship with her son. And so I'm hoping that I have the wherewithal to keep my mouth shut. And to your point, sort of ask, how do you want me to be involved? What works for you? What doesn't? I don't know. We'll see. I feel like I almost have an advantage in a way because my son is in a very serious relationship right now and I just adore um, the, the young lady he's in a relationship with, but I don't see them that often. And that keeps me from overstepping. Um, when we spend time together, we have a great time. She's really delightful. We spend time building a relationship between us, just the two of us, um, in addition to me with them as a couple. But I can't overstep because it's only once or twice a year that I get to spend time with them. That's maybe a good thing. Yeah. Oh, I think that's wonderful. You know, one of the things both my boys have told me, which I will take forward in these relationships, is they're at a point they really don't want unsolicited advice. Mm, yeah. So whatever I might think about it, I probably would not bring up unless they asked. 
um, unless it was something that was causing harm or something like that. So I, not that I'm perfect about that, but I try to put my brakes on. Hopefully we'll continue to put the brakes on, on unsolicited advice. Yeah. And I think, um, that was too question you were asking about advice. Um, unsolicited advice can be when we need to bite our tongue, when we're about to say something as simple as, did you remember to take your this, that, or the other thing? Because you might say that to your partner walking out the door, or your friend when you're leaving, oh, by the way, do you have, right? Just as your instinct. But when you're saying that to your 17-year-old or 21-year-old, that's triggering for yeah. them as they try to develop as an adult. Um, I've always had a parenting style of taking my cues from my kids, perhaps to a fault. And, and maybe there were times when I probably should not have taken a cue from them. And that's how I see um, the future is continuing to do that and figuring out what's going to work for my relationship with them and their relationship with others. And um, not to be a little um, trite here, but I hope they will be bold and say yes and not have to wait until they're in midlife to um, take that into their future. I have to bite my tongue over the tattoos sometimes. <laughs> and I try, I try not to give the look, but apparently I give the look and I get told, you're giving the look. And I'm like, I'm trying not to. I'm really, really... Well, I'm just going to stare at the ceiling. Tattoos of your children's or their significant others? Of theirs. Okay. Not my, not significant others, of theirs. And it's their body. They can do what they want. But Yeah, I'm that's like, one oh. thing. Body, uh, uh, neither of my kids has a tattoo, but I... That you know of. I wouldn't be phased if they did. And I don't <laughs> worry about things like hairstyle or clothing choices or any of that. That's so personal. Um, it just doesn't phase me. Just when I'm healthy and happy. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Especially the, well, the healthy and the happy, yeah. Mm -hmm. I try not to give looks, but apparently I give looks. Can't work on that, Carmen. I do. I do. <laughs> We're so glad you joined us today. We hope you found this a safe and inspirational place to help you make your midlife the best it can be. You can find us at AmericanMidsters.com. That's AmericanMidsters.com. Please let us know of any future topics you're interested in. Thanks for joining us today.